Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Crazy Cool Family podcast people, do you want to be the most amazing family you could be? The most amazing parents you can be? The most crazy cool family-parents you can be? We have this amazing resource we call Basecamp. What is Basecamp? Basecamp is more than a podcast. It's more than a YouTube video. It's more than a Facebook post. It's, it's more a mem- than a website. Yes. It's more, more, more. It's, it's a membership site. It's actually an invitation for you as parents to come in and learn and learn from our 30 plus years of experience when it comes to parenting. It's filled with all sorts of videos about all the things that you need to or you could learn about how to be a crazy cool family. So all you have to do, it's so easy to sign up. It's free. And that's a really good price. and, And you have access. Yeah. You have access to all of our content. Every day, 24-7, on your phone, on your tablet, on your laptop. All you got to do is go to Basecamp.CrazyCoolFamily.com. That is Basecamp.CrazyCoolFamily.com. Don't forget the dots, dot, yes. dot. And it takes two minutes to sign up, and you'll start getting our weekly emails, our weekly Basecamp newsletter emails, as well as have access to all of our courses. You can do it in your small groups. You can do it individually. You can do it with your spouse. Basecamp is the way to learn to be a crazy cool parent. So come on in. Come be a member for free. Yep. We can't wait to connect with you. Hey, all you crazy cool parents out there. I am so excited to be doing a podcast with one of my very best friends. (laughs) We've known each other, I would say since 1910, but you're not that old. So it's not that far back. (laughs) No, but almost. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Forever. We've grown up together. And so Angie is um, my friend, Angie Seedorf. And she, um, I guess we met through Valley Creek. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so she was on staff in like multiple roles. She basically would step in and fill in the gap anywhere that she was needed because she has been gifted with incredible leadership skills. Um, She has a women's ministry in Wyoming that God has put on her heart and it's been put on hold while she Uh raises some mighty men of God. Um, And then let's see, you've done retreats for these women, Mm -hmm. right? You've done, and then she's Mm -hmm. got a camp that she goes to. She's actually scooped (laughs) McKenzie up in her Mm -hmm. life and taken McKenzie out there to be a counselor. She's mentored McKenzie. She's gone on walks and and loved Mackenzie well and helped her grow up and love her what else am I missing no I just it makes I think one of my earliest memories of you at Valley Creek our church that we go to um your oldest daughter was at my very first serving she was at a ninth grade girls table when they asked me to step in and lead at that table and so I got to meet Molly and it's so funny, our topic, I know we're, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but she's the first person that actually told me about MySpace <laughs> back oh, exactly. in, I don't know, it's like 2003 or something. I mean, it was a wow. long time ago, but wow. then getting to know you guys, you and, and all of them. But Molly was probably my first Manning to meet. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. I forget about that one. I mean, not about Molly, but I forget about that we are intertwined, even yeah. all the way at that level. Mm-hmm. 
And so today we're going to continue our series about technology. And I brought Angie on because she is right in the middle of it. You've got four boys, right? Mm -hmm. Ages 10... 12, 13, and 17. <laughs> exactly. So she's got all the bases covered. She's got elementary, middle school, and high school covered boys mm. who are bent toward technology. Yes. And things are coming at us really fast as parents, as moms. Mm-hmm. And I was just telling her, I, I missed it. I mean, I had girls when technology wasn't that big of a deal. And then my boys are almost out of it. I mean, they're 15 and 17. And so they're almost, they do grow out of it. I just want to encourage you parents that your kids do grow out (laughs) of that deep desire to always be on their phones Uh and always play the games and stuff. Um, And so Angie is going to be my parenting expert when it comes to what what do we do? What do we do with, what parameters do we build? What boundaries do we build? And so I just, I just want to talk about that. That's great. Um, I know, uh, Suzanne's using the word expert loosely. <laughs> experience, no, yes. No. Experience, yes. And uh, lear- a lot of lessons learned, so I guess. Okay, but I want to redefine expert for you. It's anything you've done for 10,000 hours. Yeah. Have you parented? I have. Have you? Oh. Yes. And probably, I don't You may, I don't know if you've added up the hours you've talked about and dealt with, dealt with technology, no. but it's probably close to lot. that. It's a lot. It's a lot. It is. But I like, your, I like her humility. I like that a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so just, okay, so just to start off with, I just want you to just experience, just to share your experiences about technology and how it's changed oh, from when your oldest was the youngest or, you know, just right. you, your kids have literally grown up with it. They have. And you've grown up as a parent with it. You've had to be in mm. front of the curve or if you will, in front mm-hmm. of what's happening Right, which has been a little bit of a challenge for me because I am not a technology person. Yeah, I am not. Same. I am much like same. you that I'm not attached to my phone. I remember a few years ago, my husband bought me an iWatch because he was so tired of never being able to get a hold of me because I never <laughs> had my phone, never knew where it was, and I just have never been attached to it. Um, and so having kids who are born into you know screens everywhere yes. and literally they can grab my phone and unlock things and do things that I'm like, oh, thank you. you know. So it is a whole new world for them than it ever was for me. Like even just thinking through uh, today's talk of, I remember when I was a kid, the extent of our technology in our house was the landline phone in our hallway with a mile long cord, you know, that in a box projection TV that didn't even have a remote yet. You know, you could get up and turn the channel and you had to get up off the couch. And there were four channels yes, you know, or six four, right. if you got, you know, yeah. Yeah, PBS. Yeah. And we had the one person yeah. that when our show came on that the family watched, one person that couldn't leave the room during commercials because they had to yell for us, it's back on, it's back on, because <laughs> you couldn't pause it. Like, that's the world that I grew up in. And I miss it in some days. You know? Oh, yes, the um, simplicity of it. Yeah, yeah. But that that is so foreign to my yes. children, to yes. all of them. And so... Um, it's been, it's been interesting to, to see the changes now because yeah. now we have these things that are called phones and they have no recollection of it being a long cord that stretched from your hallway into your room where you could talk privately for now their phones are their GPS, their phones are their computers, their phones are their flashlights, their phones are their video. I mean, their phones and their are, alarm clocks and yes. their music and their connection to their friends yes. and their entertainment their online I mean, gaming. It goes it's, on it's, and on. Yes. Yeah. It is like their second Lifelight, it's like, yeah. It's well, everything. and I laugh because I think the phone that's in my pocket is more powerful and more valuable than the first computer that we owned. 
I mean, uh-huh. it, it does much. It's, it's uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Right. Well, so how have you then um, charted the waters mm. when it comes to this technology? Do all your kids have their own phone? Mm. And what age did you give them their phone? And what yeah. were the parameters you put around them when you gave them their phones? Yeah. So a lot of this has been... Um, through trial and error but Justin and I whenever we um we've always kind of gone through this uh filter of they can have a phone when they need a phone oh, that's if we're good. taking them to school and we know that they're going to be there from this time to this time and they know where we're picking them up they don't really need a phone we know where they're supposed to be if they need us they can right. go to the office it's when they started needing a phone or where it was going to be too overwhelming for me to try to manage the things that uh, they needed a phone for. So really it, it kind of came out at age 12, 12, sixth grade was about when they started um, needing to respond to things, serving opportunities at church where they were in leadership things That's at good. school and at church and their, their coaches and their teachers needed to communicate with them directly through different apps That's and good. different things. That's and good. They, they stayed for practices before school and after school. And we need, weren't always sure pickup times. And so when it became a That's need, good. that's when we gave it to them. And that has been about age 12. So we, so three of our four have smartphones. Um, our fourth is 10 years old and he is dying. I, I mean, it's a weekly. Say, it's two more years. Yes. yes. And he's just like, yes. mom, why? I play my brother's phones half the time anyway. And so he's like, definitely, he's like our negotiator anyway. <laughs> but we're like, until you have the need, you know, and now I love our church, but they have kids leadership. So now they're starting to talk to them. I'm like, so he's like really, you know, dealing and we for this. needs me to have a I phone, Mom. <laughs> so I don't know. We're trying to hold strong on the whole 12 years old thing, but that's kind of been our philosophy of, of when they have it. And then the different parameters that we set on them good. is also age appropriate. It's different for a 17-year-old than a 13-year-old and right. what they should have access to and time limits or bedtimes or, you know, they just have different needs. And so we kind of look at that by, by case, case mm-hmm. by case as well. Mm-hmm. We don't that's have good. a whole lot of just like hard, fast rules that apply to everybody all the time. Yeah. Um, I love that. I think you guys say it all the time. Fair does not mean equal. Right. That's been like, especially in technology world. Yeah. It's just, no, it's, you're at a different place developmentally. That's or, good. And in a lot of cases, um, our, our 13 year old, who's almost 14, he is so good at guarding his heart and his mind. And so there are a lot of uh, parameters that we don't even have to like give him because he just does it naturally. And that's the goal. I yes. mean, that's the goal as parents is for yeah. our kids to create and set those own param- their own mm-hmm. parameters up. If they're not setting them up though, that's when we have to step in and help them. Right. So how did you help him do that? Um, well, I want to say I could take some credit for that, but it really, <laughs> he just has more of a, a sensitivity to um, things that are good for him, things that are healthy for him. He's always had just more of a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. That's naturally, I really can't take much credit for it other than just creating environments where he could encounter the Lord it. and just that's trying good. to point out where God has been good and real and miracles in his life. And he's just been really sensitive to pick up on those and start finding them on his own, um, which I feel like we've done that for all of them, but he's the one that's just been more in tune to do that. The other three, you know, they're just wired differently. Like his brother, who's just a year younger than him is just more concrete in his thinking more black and white and it takes bigger experiences with the lord for him to like oh, okay you know i need to to get that i, I need good. to logically understand this before i really put faith in it and and so um 
but you know, and our, and our oldest, he is 17. He's probably the more of like, Hey, I want any and all influence in my life. I, I welcome <laughs> all the, all the things and I want to know it all and see it all and to do That's all of that. So good. And so more, a lot of that is just a lot of conversations with him. That's of like, good. okay, well, why do you want that? What, what do you think that's, how is that going to benefit you? Do you see any harm that could come? Asking a lot of good questions to help him self-discover, but ultimately you that's can't good. control um, at, at some point they're on their own and his day's quickly coming where he's going to be on his own and just trying to help him make some decisions for himself um, to, to have some self-restraint that's and good. not have parental restraint, if you will. So um, it's just a lot of questions and asking and, and discovery. I love that. And what I love that you said too, is that, you know, each of your kids and you know, their bents, you know, they're, they're, they're good and they're bad, if you will. And mm-hmm. so, you know, where one needs more parameters than another one. And mm-hmm. then I love it too, that you've just taken into um, consideration their age, knowing that, oh, well, you're going to mature and it's going to be this, but yes. right now it's this. Right. Right. And so I want to yeah. know how has um, screen the 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 constant pull to screens affected your family mm-hmm. dynamics, like your mm-hmm. family time? Has it been? Has there ever been a thing where you're like, it's dinner time, and they're like, let me finish our game, yes. or can or, I finish or this round? Yeah, That's... or or they're on their phone at the dinner. Like, what are your oh. parameters? Dinner table, yeah. and, and yeah. Or, or out to dinner, or just mm-hmm. I just kind of want to know. Right. So that's something. Um, again, when we we had a few like basic when, when our kids first got phones or started being more in, interested in in gaming and 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 um those kind of things, we start okay, let's have some some time times that it's appropriate to do that. Uh, we did. I, I started noticing couple of things here. Um, during the school year, it even looks a little different for us than during the summer. Oh, that's so good. That's during a the good school year, yeah, they come home and they've got homework and they've got other responsibilities and things they have to do. And I started noticing boys either forgetting to do their homework um, <laughs> or rushing through it where you could barely read it or only doing part of it because they were just so anxious to be, okay, I got to get done with this so I can go play my games yes. and I can go connect yes. with my friends that's online. Good. That's and good. so we had to, like, we let that, we talked to them about it. We said, Hey, this can't happen. Once we saw, okay, this is a battle that we're, we're not winning here. It's still happening after a period of time and and many like, Hey, reminders. Um, we just made a, Hey, we're going to make a rule on this, that during the school year, for the most part, Monday through Thursday, we're just not going to do gaming. Like, it's not that you can't be on your phone or you can't talk to friends. Like it wasn't all screens. It wasn't even TV shows necessarily. It was the thing that was drawing them away from their responsibilities. Wow. Okay. So let's just limit that. And then we do make exceptions. Hey, you have no homework today. Okay. That's great. You've done your responsibilities at home. Great. You can go play, you know? So it's not like a hard, fast rule again, but it was like for the most part, the kids know Monday through Thursday, it's just not even an option. That's good. So when they finish their responsibilities, they finish their homework, they're not rushing through it. They've done it. They feel good about it. Then they have to like find something else to do. I mean, novel concept. I got to yes. go ride my bike or <laughs> actually play basketball with my brother outside right, or do right. some live life. Yes. Live <laughs> not life. Not virtually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 3D life with humans. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, so that was one thing, but in the summer where, you know, there's not that, so that we have a different, I mean, it just looks different. Um, but then the other thing we definitely, um, 
noticed, and this is also just for, for myself and, and my husband and our marriage of just having screens on when we're trying to have a meal together or mm-hmm. a discussion together. So that's something that even before kids, we realized, hey, we need to go to a restaurant. And, and Justin oh. very quickly got to the point where he was like, okay, I know I need to sit my back to the TV because I'm not going to mean to, but my eyes are going to be on that sports game when my yes. wife is talking to me. Yes. And so we learned that pre-kids and all the technology and the phones and things. Um, and so we do have that like hey no screens on at a meal at at the table no screen so we'll turn tv off we turn no phones at the table so that we can actually focus on those relationships with the people right in in front of us if we go to lunch after church with friends we'll look over and all the teenagers have their phones out and they're all sitting right next to each other but they're on their phones and all we're all the parents just look and we're like okay phones away talk to the people that you're right next to and it's amazing for you know what they're laughing and they're having a good time and it's just being aware of those because we all do it that's Um, good and so that's kind of been a, a a Thing that we try to stick to of just no screens let's actually have great conversation and it's funny because usually at dinner at our house um inevitably the conversation will go to an online game that they're all playing or they start talking about something that Justin and I have no idea about they're like speaking <laughs> another a whole nother, it's a whole nother language <laughs> like and we're just like what I don't even know if they're speaking English anymore but they're talking about all the all the strategies and this and yeah, that and yeah, yeah. and so it's a great opportunity because we then get to ask questions Justin and I are like hey 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 we're and here too and you're not the expert and yes. they get to be oh they love explaining good. it to us and oh. then we're just like okay but it is it's it's fun it's not that it makes me want it doesn't make me want to go play with them but, <laughs> but I like you- knowing about it and feeling like I can kind of speak the ling- lingo and then they're like oh mom that's cringy <laughs> but I love that it makes them cringe you know it's like part of my joy in life so <laughs> I love it I love cringy that's a word that's new it that is. wasn't a word because oh, I hear it all the time yeah because I am that <laughs> I, I didn't am. know I wow I didn't know I could oh, be yeah. that new word yeah. oh my goodness you've said so many good things so many just gold um and I just want to draw them out and bring it to your attention parents one of the things she said is that she's got she put a rule in place because it surfaced that Mm. you needed it yeah so you didn't put a rule in place because a rule needed to be in place there was a need the Mm. the need of oh there and and then so the need was dictated by the why the why the why behind it or what was happening was that it wasn't you weren't getting their work done and Mm -hmm. so you went back to okay you're not getting your work done so this is what needs to happen and so just parents know that don't just throw random rules out you know technology is bad so we need to put a rule in place. Why is technology bad? Define it. It's bad because of this, this, and this. Okay, then what do I need to do to right. meet that need? I love it that you did that. Yeah. that um, and, that, that, and then I love it too that your rule was flexible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think so many times that we put a rule in place and we stand by the rule, we'll die on the rule when it's not about right. the rule at all. Right. The rule is only there to do what's best for us. And sometimes right. what's best for us is actually not to follow the rule. And right. so I love it that you yeah. said, now if they don't have homework and this and this and this is done, then okay, it's, I mean, and I just, right. I mean, and so I'm not a rule, fo- I'm not that personality that has to follow rules. I'm uh-huh. the, I am the exception to the rule person. Yeah. Like if the, I don't even like the word rule really. It's, it's kind of like the, a norm. Hey, this is going to be our norm for oh, during the school year, <laughs> but it's not norm. <coughs> norm doesn't mean all the time. It's just this is what we're going to assume. This is going to be our default, but it can change, Yes, you know? And so, um, I yeah, love that, we, that. We do try to see, and that's, that's something else that like, I love that you, you, um, summarize that so well, because I do feel like it's, it's when we start seeing something in our family where a culture 
is starting to slip in some way. There's something that's happening that's not in our norm. Our kids are And it's not what you want for right. your family or your kid. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. It's 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 something that everybody goes, ooh, that that doesn't feel right. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't look right. What's going on here? Yeah. Now let's dive into that. And and we have noticed probably with technology that has caused more of that than maybe some other things in in our family. Um, I know when my kids have been in front of screens too much because they can come downstairs. And do your and kids get like little bloodshot eyes? Like, <laughs> like, like yes. if we have a three-day weekend and there's a new game that came out that just happened, Michaela come down with bloodshot. I'm like, oh, buddy, uh-huh. turn, you don't get to play on that screen uh-huh. for eight hours solid. Don't yes. even turn. Don't even look detox. at your... Yeah, <laughs> Their detox. eyes get purple. They're like, oh. <laughs> but my kids get really moody and emotional too. They're up there doing competition petition nonstop. And if they're not winning, like after so much of that, it's got to like, it wears them out and they come down and they're emotional and they're weepy. And I mean, these are boys that are not like this, right? They're not like that. So I'm like, Oh, we've been on, you've been gaming too long. We need a a break from this. And it's good whenever they can see it. Like, okay, this isn't normal for you. Or they start being really selfish. Oh, I didn't get a turn. You're not letting me. My kids are not selfish generally. But but when they can start seeing, okay, you didn't want to give your brother a turn on that. You won't let him play your phone. This isn't who you are. What's going on? And it's just like, okay, sometimes technology brings out the selfish side of you. We all have a selfish side. But if technology is triggering that, what can we do? What do you need to do? How can you recognize that and push against it and fight against that? And how can we help you do that? And so, um, like giving your brothers permission to say, Hey, you know what, Caden, you're being kind of selfish there. Like, yeah, and for you to be, yeah. Oh, you know what? We did talk about this. You're right. I am. Yeah. You can have a turn on my phone. I'm not playing it anyway. Uh, it's just awareness. Sometimes yes. it's just awareness yes. to things you can just become like the, the, it can become the norm if you don't say, Hey, we need to draw attention to this. And so, oh my gosh, there's yeah. so much gold in there. So much because what, what's happened there is what I see you doing is that technology is a part of their lives. It is what it is. You can't say no, you can't. I mean, I guess you can, but you're going to build crazy resentment in the uh-huh. relationship when you say no, because it's the world they live in. Right. It, period. It, it is. Right. But what I loved what you've done is you've, you guys have literally not only embraced technology, but you've welcomed it. You've invited it in, but you're training your children through it. You're actually mm. using it to yeah. pull out their character and tell them who mm-hmm. they are. And you're actually using using technology to help define their identity. You're not selfish. You're yes. generous. You're not right. a basket case. You're strong right. and you know mighty mm-hmm. in spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. So parents, if you are fearful of technology or hesitant of technology and or if you're the opposite end of it and you don't care and your kids have full range of all technology then I encourage you to do what Angie's done and press in and use it to your use it as an insight into your kids character and how they're being built yeah it's just looking for coachable moments in in all things and right now technology is it's prevalent. It's everywhere. And if it's not necessarily in your home, it's out there and, and they're getting it. Like I remember as a kid, uh, we weren't allowed to watch certain movies and, have, and oh, oh, ooh, how about this? Everybody else is had oh, it. Yes, Everybody else yes, was watching yes. Pretty Woman and Dirty Dancing. Everybody yes. else was, you know, so back in my day. Yes. Um, and, and that's the other thing that I feel like has really surfaced a lot within our home is this, well, everybody else is. And it's, um, and don't you remember the line? Well, if everybody else jumped off a cliff with you and uh-huh. I'm like, maybe, I mean, it depends. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what's at the bottom of the cliff. Right. I don't know. Are we wearing a parachute? I mean, I'm like, I don't know. I can't, I can't blanket answer yeah. that mom, but yeah. Can we post about can it? We, I mean, like, <laughs> is it, 
Well, is I get it going to be cool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that doesn't fly anymore. It and doesn't. So, it, so it's like, you got to, I love that. So that's another red flag to press in. When they say everybody else is, yeah. then what they're basically saying is that I want to be accepted. Yes. I want, I want yes. to do what they're doing. I don't want to be them. I, well, maybe they do. Sometimes they do want to be them. Right. But what is it? So, so know that parents and press mm-hmm. in and say, okay, when my child says everybody else is doing it, don't react and respond to, well, too bad, so sad, but okay, w- mm-hmm. why is that important to you? Right. Why is that valuable? Why do right. you think they're doing it? What are you going to get out of it? How is that, mm-hmm. you know, okay, how can we do it so that it, it works within our family values and it works within us, but it's not going to be that, you know, or right. how, what can we do instead of that if you really want it? I mean, just... right. Yeah, it's just that, you know, FOMO, that fear of missing out isn't new. That didn't come along with technology, <laughs> right. right? That's been right. as old as time. Everybody, no one wants to be left out. No one wants to miss out. And actually, um, it's, it's I've had this conversation within my own home, but I've also with several teenagers over the last week or two, it's just been more um, that, that phrase of, well, everybody has it. And when they ask me why I don't have this social media platform or why I don't, engage in this. Um, I don't have a good answer for that other than my parents are too strict or my parents are like, that's the only answer I have. And so it's asking those questions. Well, well, why do you want it? And when the number one answer is because I don't want to be left out or I don't want to feel different or I don't want to feel like I'm having to dishonor my parents. It is not even about that thing anymore. It's not even about the social media platform. They don't, they're not saying, Oh, I want it so that I can have a voice. I I want it so that I can store my memories so that it reminds me next year or, you know, whatever. It's not even those reasons that that platform was created for. It's that thing that we all are like susceptible to of that fear of missing out. It's what the enemy did with Eden in the garden or with Eve in the garden, right? Yes. Oh, he just knows you're going to be like him. You're actually missing out on things that he doesn't want you to know. It's that fear, oh. right? And when it's fear, that's the invitation of, okay, let's talk, let's camp out there with our teens. What are you afraid of? What are you missing out on? And 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 then reminding them of so truth. And, and I actually just had this conversation the other day. There's a, a, a new series that's on TV that everybody's watching um, around the world. And my middle schoolers are dying to see it. However, I have done my research on this and we have friends who've watched, adult friends who've watched the entire thing and said, no way, no way. Um, It made me feel cringy, (laughs) you know, to say the least. And so um, let's, let's talk about that. So after I talk about it with my teens, my middle schoolers of, okay, this is what you've heard. And your reason for wanting to watch it is because everyone else is watching it. Um, and then when you dive in and ask more questions, well, it turns out not everybody, it's one or two kids who have watched it and talk a lot about it. Um, and then we say, okay, well, well, tell me more about those two kids. Are, do do you respect them and honor them? Do you want your life to look like theirs? Are there there people you want to, to walk through life with? And they're like, well, no, no. Okay. Okay. Well then let's talk about, let's really look at this. And and what is that, that fear of just not being a part of the no and is that what God's called you to, mm-hmm. to just blend in yeah. or to be set apart? 
you know, and so. That's so so good. I'm so glad you brought that up. We, um, there was a series that was just like that a few years ago, and it was, it talked a lot about suicide, and I think, and in the Mm -hmm. end, I mean, and and the kids were caught up in it, and I just remember thinking, okay, where's the line between them wanting, we want them in the world, but not of the world, and we want them to be able to, we want them equipped and, and wired to minister to people, but we don't want them, you know, walking in it. And so what we did is we literally took the series, and we went through and we read the summary of each one, the title mm-hmm. of it and the summary of each one. And we came to the end of it and we just said, okay, that's as, as much exposure as you need for this. And that's Brilliant. it. You don't have to watch the Brilliant. whole series. You don't have to get all the visuals. You don't have to hear all the things. You just, you, because what you're doing is you're being equipped to minister to those right. people that are going to be affected by it. Right. And they will be because it's very worldly. It's very uh-huh. evil. It's very dark. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to pull our kids out of it completely, but we don't want them to be in the darkness of it right. either. Inform them. Inform them. Yeah, and so educate. now they've got mm-hmm. enough information yeah. to be able to interact and say, yeah, but seasons, I mean, but you know, episode 17, right. bad things are going to oh, happen. So, so we good. don't even want to watch episode 17. We don't even want to be a part of it. So good. I love that. That's and I'll tell them, I mean, I told my kids, mm-hmm. I don't want to watch it. I don't want those images. I'm 50 years, then I was 50 years old and I can't manage it. Your 13 year old brain for sure can't handle it. We actually had an example of that this summer. Um, One of our nephews came to to stay with us for a little while. And so it was just him. He was 16. He is 16. And then my 17 year old son and then my husband and I, and we were just trying to find something we could watch. The younger ones were already in bed. So we're like, okay, let's find something we can all watch. And we looked, you know, of course we look at Netflix's top (laughs) picks. And so we were like, oh, we've heard this one's pretty good. So we start watching it. I think somebody else (laughs) needs to pick the top picks. I'm like, this doesn't really reflect what we've been watching. Exactly. Most watched. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) So halfway through the second episode, we were just like looking at each other like oh and and both the boys like so we just kind of paused it and we're like okay should we because Justin and I could have just stopped it and been like nope we're not watching it we're done this is not appropriate well and so many let me just speak into that and so many parents do that Mm -hmm. and they shut it down but what that does is that just drives the kid to want to go watch it behind their back right and they can right I mean somewhere somehow some way if they want to watch it so the whole goal is to meet them right where they are and basically have them have buy-in that they don't want to watch it anyway right well and that's the thing when I started hearing we were watching that and we were watching the second episode and Justin and I are kind of like looking at each other like (laughs) and then you, you hear my nephew and my son making comments like oh man you know and like 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 they're uncomfortable at this point is where we're like okay pause you guys want to keep watching this? What do you think? What is this making you feel? How are you? And then they were just like, yeah, I don't think we should continue to watch this. Okay, we agree. I don't want to watch this either. So I just was trying to, you know, and it was good because we were all on the same page. And it wasn't like I'm being the weird one. Now we all are like, no, this isn't good or healthy. We don't want this in our minds. It's awkward enough to watch it with, you know, (laughs) let's just turn it off. And it was good because it was a choice we all made. Everybody made it. No one. And I was just like, okay, that, that was good. I felt like, okay, that was a good parent win. (laughs) Definitely. Well, the fact that you shut it down and you talked about it. Yeah. I mean, that is a parent win. Any situation that you are in, if you stop and you evaluate the situation, what do you think? When you ask your kids, what do you Mm -hmm. think? Give me your input. I think you'll be surprised that they actually want to do what you actually want to do too. <laughs> yeah, it but could have backfired. So many, well, so many yeah. times though, we draw the line and mm-hmm. that creates the backfire. We're not watching this anymore. Oh, I am. Right. You know, it, right. we create that. But when we mm-hmm. open the doors up and well, what do you think? Oh, I think this. What do you think? And it, I just, yeah, right. brilliant. Yeah. And I do think that that's right. And the more, the longer 
I'm doing this with especially an older teenager now, I am realizing that what I assume, oh, well, he's going to want to, that isn't true. It's not necessarily true. It may be what like his flesh would want to do, but when you sit down and you open it up, it then allows the spirit to come in and for his spirit to then resonate with the Holy Spirit and to say, okay, my flesh might've wanted that. But in this moment, talking about this, my spirit is stronger. And I, and and I, and I, I want to feed that healthy part that the Lord created to flourish inside of me. And so having those conversations, then I don't, I can't remember an example where we've had those. And he's been like, well, no, I want to just want to do it anyway. Right. Never. Right. It's this open conversation where he comes back to know, ultimately this is what I want. And it's in alignment with what the Lord wants for me. And so, yeah. Cause we were created with that Holy, that spirit. Yes. That, yes. You know, converses with the Holy spirit. And so. I think as parents, we get the, what we get to do is we get to clear out the noise. We get to clear out what the world is saying and the FOMO and the fear and all that stuff. We get to clear that out of the way mm-hmm. so that they see a clear path to yeah. this is best. This is God's way. This is what the Holy mm-hmm. spirit is saying. And so I think if we move that noise, what I think mm-hmm. happens sometimes as parents though, is we become part of that noise as we, you know, as we are yes. like, no, you can't do this. You can't, you know, I mean, and, and that's right. can't is I want to say kryptonite to a teenager, but it's it's not. It's actually <laughs> it's fuel. It's fuel. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. what it is. It's fuel. It's right. like oh yes, I can. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Okay, so as we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to share that you have experienced with your boys when it comes to technology wins or even not wins? I mean. Um. Yeah, I think we've learned kind of just making the the hard, fast rule for everybody doesn't always work. And it's not always, you know, appropriate for all of all of them. And it sends a, a message to each individual, um, maybe something that you don't intend for. That's good. Okay, well, they made this rule because they don't trust me. Well, no, that's not what I mean. Oh, but I see how you, how you think that. Yeah. Because we didn't, you know. So, um, and then the other thing is just that I'm, I'm growing in my confidence too that, the four boys that the Lord has given me, he didn't make a mistake. Like he meant to do that. And he will equip me uh, to raise each of them. And I will make mistakes and I will mess up and I will overreact. And my fear will react before the Holy Spirit can guide me into taking a deep breath and and relaxing a little and saying, okay, now let's navigate through this. And so there's going to be times I'm going to totally mess up and have to go back and apologize and talk through those things. Um, but, but I think just knowing that the Lord has called me to raise these kids and, and ultimately, ultimately my goal is to connect them to Jesus, That's good. to connect them to Jesus, not to just a value system, not just my beliefs, not just my idea of what their behavior should be, but to connect them to Jesus. And so, um, in the situations where my kids have come to me and said, Hey, I want to do this because everybody else is, or I want to do this because dot, dot, dot. Instead of me just saying, okay, well, here's what I think, which is what I, I want to do first. <laughs> because I do think, right. I do have an opinion. I do have, I do have experience. <laughs> I know how this is supposed to go. Exactly. Um, it, I know it, it's best for you. It's stopping to remember, no, the bigger win here is for, well, what does Jesus say about that to you? When you've talked to him That's about good. it, what has he told you That's about so that? Good. Like. Oh, you haven't talked to him? Well, you should do that first. Go talk to him about it. And then and then come talk to him. And then let's because I want to hear what he says to you. And then I want to like help. Let's 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 dive into that. Because it may be, hey, I want this social media because I've talked to God and that is where all my peers are, is there. And it's a mission field that I have no access to. Okay, well, let's 
I, okay. Yes. Okay. Let's do that. Now, and, how, what are the dangers and the potential dangers? Yeah. How do we help protect you and, and safeguard you from that and set you up for success in that? But I don't want to keep you, but you need to go. Like, so that's the thing of so like, good. man, we'll help them to go to the Lord to, to, to wrestle it out with him first, because really, truly, if they can have a conversation with God and make a covenant with him, that is so much stronger than them making a covenant and having a conversation with me. Because yeah, those, God's you know. everywhere. He can parent them no matter what. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> In their bedroom by themselves, yeah. God is there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. good. So I think that's kind of where we are n- n- with the older ones. With our 10-year-old, it's still more of, hey, we're going to help you through this. But with the almost 14-year-old, 17-year-old, it's a, hey, you get get this, like you and the Lord, then let me help come supplement and coach and navigate that. And then we'll, we'll make a final decision on it together. That's so, so good. And so what I hear Angie sharing with you guys is that the whole goal is to connect our kids to Jesus. And it's okay to use what the world presents mm. to connect our kids to Jesus. It's okay yeah. to use technology. It's okay to use what's on Netflix. It's okay to use the FOMO, the fear, all that stuff as long as we're connecting them to us and connecting them to Jesus. Yeah. And if we're, I mean, and, I mean, I feel like that they did that back in the olden days. They used what was happening in their lives then. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so it just happens to be technology. Right. So, yeah. oh, yeah. thank you so much. It's thanks just gold. Me. Oh my goodness. Just so much gold. Uh, I just so appreciate you. Well, thanks for having me. This yeah. has been fun. Yes, it has yeah. been fun, hasn't it? <laughs> Angie's fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go be crazy. Crazycoolfamily.com.